And welcome to another episode of Idiopod. I am one of your co-hosts, TJ Stone. And I am Destiny Love. And today we're going to be talking about love and what else? Discipline. Love and discipline. That sounds like an <laughs> interesting juxtaposition. Love and discipline. What does love and discipline mean to you, Destiny? Oh my goodness. That's what we're diving into today. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and say this week I heard um, very clearly that I need, that I have been invited into more discipline mm. in my life. Invited. That, yes. that sounds much more warmer than when I typically think of discipline. I know. So it, it really it really has caused me to begin to, number one, ask God, what do you mean? God, what do you mean about discipline? You know, and then it it really causes me to challenge everything that I have known discipline to be. Um, and even how I was disciplined as a child, how I disciplined my own child, you know, and just the importance of discipline. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, I'm like a free, free flying bird. Okay. So anything that begins to feel like a cage to me, um, I just, I, I buck against it. Okay. So of course that looked like one thing as a child, it looks like a completely different thing as an adult. But I do know that there is a beautiful thing about discipline. Yeah. You know, I don't know what that looks like, TJ. I don't even know, like, but I know it's necessary. And I'm going to tell you this. Really, I had a, um, a presentation. I presented something with my pastor recently. Okay. And I remember showing up, and we were going to do a presentation, and he was very calm. He was very cool. He was very collected, and I was a little bit jittery. I was like, oh, my gosh. I turned to him. I'm like, I feel so, you know, anxious. And he turned, and he was like, it's all about discipline. So that began the conversation I had with the Lord. And as I looked at him more, I'm like, well, he is, he's very controlled. You know, he, he's holding it together. I need some of that, you know? So I don't know what this journey is going to be. I'm saying, yes, Lord, I say yes to more discipline, but I need you to tell me what that looks like. Yeah, did your pastor give you any, like, next steps of, like, what the invitation could be? Like, what works for him? Nah. No. Nah. But <laughs> Not he, that easy. He did demonstrate it, though. So he, what he showed me was that, um, like, number one, I didn't know what he's feeling. You know, I'm a feeler. When I, when I feel something, you're probably going to know what I feel. You know, and over time, of course, I have been able to um, manage that in a way that is, you know, that it just doesn't um, negatively impact other people as much as I possibly can, right? But he did show me this, this control that was really admirable. I don't know. Tell me what you think. Well, I, I do think there is something to finding structure that is helpful to us. Because I, I do think there is the idea that, you know, we need a certain amount of structure in in our uh, growing up years that, that kind of gives us the rails. And then there is that idea of, you know, it's almost the training wheels you need right. early on. 
And then the older you get, the idea is, you know, ultimately you're taking off the train wheels, you graduate from the bike to right to a car, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, you, you have more control. Um, but then you 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 kind of hit that wall at some point where you have to kind of start deconstructing and seeing, okay, the structure and and the things I put in place that were helpful at a certain point a lot of times will no longer be helpful for the next leg of your journey. Right. So then the deconstruction part, that in itself can last a lifetime. Right. And be a continual, you know, unpeeling, unlayering that mm-hmm. we just continue into. But at the same time, what is the invitation to get kind of on the other side of that too? Right. You can still be unpeeling those deconstructing layers while also moving forward past um, where the limits of those boundaries you needed earlier on are, which is also scary. So then the invitation is to start to figure out step by step is how are we going to reconstruct what that path looks like? Looks like after yeah. we deconstruct, the most important part is the reconstructing. Right. So and so even in this week, I've been looking at the life of those around me. You know what discipline looks like and how it is how it has benefited them. So I think about people who are able to get up and work out. You know, or able to eat in a in the right way and you know so some of that is really helpful but then some of that is like it's really external so it's like uh, I don't want to do that because mm-hmm. I really this is challenging but I really really like to demonstrate what goes on on the inside of me mm-hmm. you know if I begin to focus too much on external stuff you know because I've been at that place of life where I'm going off of a schedule I'm going off of a to-do list and the da, 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 da. And that is only like external stuff. I, I feel like some of that stuff, you know, it, it all everything depends on the intention that you place behind it, right? Okay. Because you can, one person can look at exercise and be like, that's just another thing I got to check off my to-do list because I think I'm supposed to do this and it'll make me healthy, but okay. I also secretly hate it and I'm just waiting for the day that to be I, done can, with it. I can just be done with it. And trash it. And maybe that's, maybe not, if that's the space you're in, maybe you shouldn't be doing that mm-hmm. or not making it as central of a focus in your life. Because then it could be like something you're worshiping. Yeah. Well, it can be an idol too. If that's, if yeah. that's what, if you're living for exercise and that is, you, you know, you're doing it two, three times a day and, and that is how you're primarily known and that becomes a part of your identity. Okay. It, it becomes very easy for whatever that thing is. It could be exercise. It could be knowing stuff about cars it could be knowing stuff about the bible it yeah, could be yeah. knowing stuff about your profession and being really good at it and it could just be i dress really nice and so mm-hmm. i have to constantly be thinking about my outfit yes never a place i've ever had to be in <laughs> <laughs> flannel's always in season mm-hmm. but um whatever those things are i think it is the intention behind it you could have a healthy intention behind it that says you know, I just want to take 15 minutes a day right? and I'm going to choose to either walk or do whatever. And while I'm doing that, I'm just going to be present with my thoughts and that's mm-hmm. me time. 
And it's going to be exercise. I'm still going to accomplish the goal of exercising. Mm -hmm. But I'm also going to claim it for me in a way that doesn't feel like a drudgery and and just yes. like I'm beating my head against like the wall. Like being beat. Yeah. You know, so that that makes me think even about the it's, ways yeah. we were taught about discipline or it's just very different than how God yeah. invites us into it. I like the idea of invitation. I feel like God invites us into everything, both good Things that we perceive as good in the Absolutely. moment and things that we n wouldn't invite ourselves into because right. we think they're bad or they're hard or they're difficult. But that's also the things that can be shaping us for the next thing he's going to invite us into that maybe we would love, but we're not ready for it. Show, tell me what discipline looks like in your life. Man, well, currently, I mean, it's ever shifting. right? Of course. Currently, discipline is looking like making at least five minutes a day to do um, uh, a form of transcendental meditation where, where I was describing it in our class earlier, where I'm just focusing on the feeling and the sensation of my breath from my nose right. on my upper lip yeah. and, and just the physical sensation of that. While I'm doing that, all the thoughts that are in my head are flooding and they're trying to take my attention. Um, and the, the spiritual practice of it is to still not to push those thoughts away, yeah, but to just hold them and in the periphery and know that they're there, but still focus, refocus my attention. I love it. My until voice. they gradually just lessen and lessen to where they don't have enough strength behind them to take my attention away from my breath yeah and what i found is i'll set a timer and and the more the more i zero in on that I, and i do it up to 20 minutes depending on how much time i have 20 minutes is kind of the sweet spot but sometimes i only have five or ten absolutely and what i find is when i hit that zone it's like the time has passed and it's been nothing yes but every time after after i come out of that i am refreshed i am renewed even if i was having all kinds of thoughts pop in trying to take Absolutely. my attention i am still after i have made that time and to me that is a time to commune with god yeah to commune with myself it helps me to know my inner thoughts even better so i can know what's trying to steer the ship of this vessel that is tj throughout the rest of my day so i'm yes. trying to start my day at some point before I have to, to get into work, get into all the things that are going to just add to the voices, add to the things they're trying to steer the ship. Yes. Try and center and just be present. And mm -hmm. when, I, when I can connect with God, I can connect with myself on a yeah. heart level, and I start my day there, I'm finding that I have much better days and I'm much more open to things. Yes. I'm much more willing to... Set healthy boundaries, say yes to what's good to say yes to, say no to things I don't really need to be committing myself to because I'm starting from a refreshed place instead of a stressed place. Ooh. And that is that is a discipline that I am starting to just be dogmatic about. I need at least five minutes every day. And what that so even when I when I hear you say that, that sounds like love and discipline. That doesn't sound like something you're beating your you know your body into submission you know yeah. and i think that's kind of how 
Um, it's been times that I've looked at submission that, I mean, not submission, but discipline that way. It's kind of how, um, people in my family have thought about discipline, right? Spanking the kid, you know, one of, I had a relative recently cause I'm very liberal with my children. That was one of my prayers. I wanted my children to be born free, you know, and free, free minded, free thinkers, and so I do a lot of talking with them and, um, you know, I, I allow them to make a lot of their own choices. You know, that's the goal. But some, one of my relatives told me that I need to break their will. Mm. Like you need to spank them and break their will. Wow. My son is three. And I'm like, um, number one, no, <laughs> you know, ain't no breaking wills going on over here. But that is how we have looked at discipline. So yeah. even when the Lord invited me into it this week, it's been a Lord, you're gonna have to show me. God, what is that? What does that look like? I went to the definition, you know, of discipline and um yeah, so it's just made me think about it in a brand new way. Even how I I wanna teach my children how to um demonstrate self control and practice impulse control and things like that. Well, I don't think a beating is going to do it. No, no. And, it, and you know, speaking as someone who, who got some spankings in his day as a young kid, I, I uh, you know, I can honestly say I remember all the spankings that, that were memorable, but I don't remember most of the reasons I got them. So they right. probably didn't teach me a very good lesson other than to have a traumatic event. <laughs> yeah to have to heal and yeah and push aside and and reframe in a different way later in life yeah. you know um and it's amazing you say that because like I may um and I have I've, I've spanked my my son right and this is when you have children it's like you are in a brand new class right you're learning every day so there's been a time where I, I popped him on his hand you mm -hmm. know and then I, I, I'll have them sit in timeout, think about it, come back, let's chat, right? Yeah. And then it's like, hey, do you know why you were in timeout? Do you know why mommy popped your hand? And he's like, no. Yeah. So at that point, I was like, okay, well. And, and cognitively, a three-year-old's probably not going to connect right, right. to that pop on the hand what you want them to connect. Absolutely. So I think instead of trying to break a child's will, we need to try and steer a child's will towards more helpful things and give them choice, give them consequences. Yes, absolutely. But I don't think we're supposed to discipline a child the same way we break a horse, you know? Yes. And, and it's an archaic thing in my estimation. But, I mean, I don't want a child that I raised to be subjugated to my will because my will is stronger and overtaking that absolutely that's not healthy yeah and it's not helpful it's not helpful for them no yeah and then how are they going to frame you know me as a parent i mean i'm in a very unique situation currently mm -hmm. because you know i was fostering a 17 year old who's now an 18 year old who's now my adopted daughter and you know all of the things that I thought I would bring into parenting, I couldn't bring to her specific situation. Right. Because she's already a pretty full, fully formed person. Yes, she is. Who already has lots of triggers and traumas and things that I have to navigate around. And 
it's almost becoming more of a like a, a life coach like I'm inviting the invitation I really resonate with that invitational language because uh-huh. I'm setting expectations through leveraging my relationship and and the love I have for her I'm saying this is your choice you yeah. do have choice and will I won't ever want to take choice from you but there are choices that will you know have consequences that are more helpful for you or less helpful right this x whatever x is is what i would really think is the best choice for you okay and and i'm saying that as someone who is proving daily that i am for you yes and i'm seeing some of the blind spots you don't see yes and this is what would make me really happy and I think would be the most helpful for you. But I'm not going to make you make that choice. I can't make you make that choice. You have autonomy over your own choices. I will be here if you make the total opposite choice, and then we'll navigate through that. Right. But I am saying this is what I think would be most helpful. And more often than not, when I frame it that way and I give her the reins, she does the thing that's most helpful. Because that's what we want. Like we, I believe that's part of our humanity and our divinity that we get to choose. Yeah. So like everything you shared there feels so much like, oh my goodness, what do you want me to do? Versus being forced to do a thing. Yeah. You know, I, I believe that in itself, it just raises up something in you. It's like. Yeah. Especially if you have have a history of being forced to do things and not all those things were helpful. Yes. Then it's very easy to want to just naturally buck against anybody who's trying to forcibly make you do a thing, even if that thing is helpful and good. So it's just a whole different approach we've had to learn on my wife and I on the fly. Right, right. Through experience, and we don't always do it right. But we're learning to step more into that posture of invitation yes. and setting what our personal expectation of what we would find most helpful is. Right. And then just invite her to meet us there. And right. some sometimes she meets us there better than others. But we consider it a win when there's momentum in that direction. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So I, I actually look forward to this journey of what God is doing and how he will, you know, how discipline will manifest in my life. I do see some areas, um, that probably need to be a little bit more, um, maybe I'm going to say tightened up. Okay. Not rigid. Cause we, we I don't want to live there, but just not too lax. Mm. Right. It just has to be some beautiful balance. And I know God will do that. Um, and I can't do it on my own. Yeah. yeah. Are there any particular areas you see a need for greater discipline in that you can identify? Definitely scheduling. Mm. Yeah, definitely scheduling things. I, for example, I'll meet with an individual um, for a therapy session, and it's so phenomenal, and it's going so well, it may last two hours versus the one hour, you know, just something really small like that. Or, um, which on one hand, it's like, you know what? I get to choose. This is why I'm in business for myself. Right. 
But on the other side of that, it can throw off other things. So that's one area where it does need to be some more discipline. Um, but of course, I could also schedule more margin, right? If it, and this is what I shared with a part with my partner. I was like, you know what? This session typically lasts a little bit longer. I'm gonna give a two hour window for this session versus the one hour. Um, but definitely scheduling. Yeah, I, I resonate with that. Uh, being a naturally creative type yes. that has fallen into having to do manager type stuff, uh, time management has been the bane of my existence in my personal life all my life. Really? I have found ways to do it good at work. I don't know if that's because I get paid to do it okay. <laughs> at work and okay. that's helpful, but Anytime it's my own personal life, time management is just so hard. And, yes. and I, anytime I start to do a routine that's helpful, it is so hard to stick with anything. Absolutely. And I don't know. It sounds like you resonate with that, too. You why, know why, I do. why do you think that that's one of the, the, the most difficult struggles? Teach, I'm just going to, I believe it is because we are made in the image of God. That is my belief. Okay, please unpack that. I believe that we are... So God sucks the schedules too. <laughs> I do not believe that God... Um, God does not fit into these mm. timetables and the rigidity mm. as sometimes we would like to believe that he does. Mm. Right? Um, and I'm going to sit with this. I'm just sharing it here out loud. But in our class today the weight of God's glory is just standing out to me. Okay, what does that mean? I can't wait for him to unpack that. But I just think about something that is just so massive, so uncontainable, then here we are trying to contain it. Mm. So that's why I'm like, God, you're you're going to have to help me. Yeah. So it's it's something that at times I feel like I have maybe beat myself up about, you know, oh, you need to be more whatever, right? Ah, you're off schedule again. or But then it's like, you know what? Look at God. God is a big God. Yeah. How do we contain all this creativity yeah. and God-likeness? We, so. we can't. We can't. <laughs> and it is hard to, to put boundaries around that. Yeah. And yet our whole structure of society somehow depends Hello. on <laughs> Hello. things running on certain schedules and stuff. And so how do we hold the tension of living in a, in a world that, that runs often counter to the rhythms of God and, and to the rhythms of the kingdom and still find those own internal rhythms that, that will empower us to live in that. My goodness. There we the tension. That is the tension. We're living in the tension, Destiny. Living in the tension. And I am so thankful that we do not have to come up with this alone. Because if we did, if it was left up to us, you know. Yeah. So you were asking me about some spiritual disciplines and, and mm -hmm. things that I was doing. I shared one. What What is something that you do uh, that is, it could be a spiritual discipline. It could just be a life discipline. What's, what's a way that you practice discipline and maybe even a way that you practice love. We hadn't got to love yet. Mm. 
I do see love and discipline um, in the same hand. I'll say that. But right now, writing, journaling, meditation, mm. deep breathing, these are my probably my go-tos. These are my go-tos. Um, I have to have quiet. I have to have the stillness. It's always a lot going on. I mm -hmm. meet with people. I'm counseling, spiritual direction. It's a lot going on here. So if I do not have it, um, everything feels so heavy. Yeah. So I do a lot of journaling. Um, like I said, meditation, deep breathing, and this new one, TJ, which has been really, really helpful is to look at things as um, like on my plate. Mm -hmm. like what's on my plate and then recognizing that my plate is only so large because of course you you can empathize with this but I can say yes to a lot of things yeah um so I've learned to table things I have to give it a certain amount of time to think about it to pray about it to just really sit with it before I say a yes that sounds like a discernment process yes it is yeah. what do I need to say yes to yeah what do I need to say not right now to and as a enthusiast and an enneagram seven for people we're both enneagram sevens for people that know about the enneagram it can often be difficult to say no to good things or fun things yes but it's also kind of a spiritual discipline and a necessary practice when your plate's full absolutely and also what 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 to get off the plate to make room I know it's just as hard and I'm in the process right now of asking that question and um a, a discipline I've I began to practice years ago is just not making any decision too quickly mm -hmm. um because I could you know I could be very impulsive in my decision making yeah. so I've had to learn to slow down do some deep breathing pray about it sit with it you know and it and that's a process that I go through now asking some questions mm -hmm. you know um and that's been helpful but it, right now I'm making a decision of what needs to come off my plate and I've been asking and really sitting with this for maybe two weeks three weeks maybe even a month actually all right something so, has to come off so waiting on God yep waiting on a, a gut sensation one way or another yes I get that. And I have learned the hard way to not say an enthusiastic yes. I know. To whatever is presented to me that sounds fun. And then having the the inner freedom, new term from our spiritual direction class that I'm loving, having the inner freedom to do the thing. You know, whatever, once we hear the response, once we have the knowing, mm -hmm. we have to have the inner freedom to make the decision. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To, to, to allow yourself to say yes. Because yeah. sometimes, I've found this, sometimes I've just been in a posture of holding the line of, I can't do anything more. I'm mm. just, I'm just, I'm frayed at the edges. I'm just barely holding up the fort. If mm -hmm. I if, if I say yes to one more pebble of a right, thing, the whole right. Jenga thing's going to fall down. And sometimes... God has challenged that. Yes. 
because sometimes when it's a thing I feel like is from him, even when I don't have any margin, he can create the margin. Hello. And discerning that <laughs> can be very difficult, too. Are there any areas right now that you need to practice more discipline in? Hmm. I am sure there are. Uh, definitely. You do say the time, the time management. Time management is always going to be a thing. And and specifically, I am naturally an night owl. Okay. So I I only need five to six hours of sleep, and I am good. I can run all day. Whatever. I am good. Whatever. Five I, to six hours? Yeah. I mean, I definitely notice a difference between five and six or okay. five and a half and five, you know. The closer I get to six, the better, but I can't hardly sleep more than six hours. Okay. So... You know, if I'm not going to get up till 7 a.m., it's totally fine for me to stay up till 1 o'clock in the morning. Gotcha. However, my wife expresses a desire for me to get up when she gets up. She gets up early in the morning, like by 6, pretty Whoa. much all the time. So I am currently in the process of trying a spiritual <laughs> discipline of going to bed at least an hour earlier so I can get up at least an hour earlier Aww. so that we can be on the same rhythms because that's... That's something that um, she has expressed numerous times is a, a strong desire for her, for us to connect yeah. in the morning before we start our days. I love that. That that takes some discipline. That takes a lot of discipline. And it takes me reminding myself that it is not about me and what's most comfortable for me, which is as much spiritual discipline as I know. Hello. Yeah. But also, when I can make it less about me, it's easier to do a thing. When I say, oh, I'm doing this for her. Okay. Then then it's somehow it's easier for me. I know for some people it's harder okay. <laughs> when, it's, when it's that way. But for me, you know, I often will not choose the things that are most helpful for me because they're usually more difficult. That's probably why I don't have a regular exercise regimen okay. right now. And why I've been telling myself I'm going to join the gym for the last three months. Right. And I still ain't joined the gym. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So one another thing, the love and discipline. How do you how do you hold those two? Are you holding those in the same hand? Are you holding those in two separate? Love and discipline. I feel like it's a balance. I, I don't. I, sometimes those hands come together. Okay. They're, they're kind of meeting, intertwined, I would say. But I think often it's a counterbalance, and you can't, well, you can, but I've, I've found it's not super helpful to be all love, no discipline, or all discipline, no love. you got to have that balance yeah. with everything you do, and, and even self-love. Absolutely, and I, and I think love is discipline. I think it's part of it. You know, I and I definitely know I don't want any discipline without love. Oh, yeah. Don't give me no discipline. Well, that, that's punishment. <laughs> that is punishment. Yeah, nobody wants punishment. So, yeah, I think it's, um, and I'm, of course I think about this. I'm a parent. I'm thinking about my babies. I have to have both. It has to be both, and I do believe that love is discipline. Love is discipline, and discipline needs to be loving. So those are going to be some things that I sit with and I, I pray about and I ask God to give me some clarity and some revelation. Yeah. Um, 
So how are you actively choosing to love in your life and to display love in your life in different contexts right now? One thing that stands out as soon as you said that was boundaries. Mm. Um, boundaries is one of those things that we can we can look at it as a negative, but I, I said it today too, talking to a, a peer, it's boundaries is loving. Setting boundaries is, is, is love, it's showing love. Yeah. Now, do people always receive it as such? No. No. Right? Many people don't like boundaries. Well, people don't want to be fenced in. Yes. Or people don't want, so like, let me think of, a, let me, a boundary right now, even with a child, right? With my daughter. If I say, hey, mommy's going downstairs for quiet time for 45 minutes. Not only is that loving for myself, because I need it for my sanity. Yeah. But it's also loving for her. Because I can't be the best mommy if I don't have, you know, this time yeah. with a family member, I am going to set a boundary and show love in this way. So I can be present for you. I can show you love. I can be patient with you. But when those boundaries are not there, I'm probably short tempered, you know, I'm doing something that I don't want to do. And I've said yes to. So um, that's one that I know is on the forefront of my mind. I have to set boundaries so I can show myself love and that I can also be loving to others. That's great. Yeah. I've, I have learned later in life, the necessity for self care to be baked into the regular rhythms of my days, my weeks and my months. Yeah. And I've found that I need some daily things that are attainable reasonable goals like the five minute meditation to yes. start my day that's that's a bare minimum uh but there's also things i need to look forward to for self-care hello either weekly or bi-weekly or monthly yes I, I need things that are just for me you know i i dearly love friends family yes. my wife my daughter but i need things that are just for me for self-care absolutely and that that's okay. That's not selfish. Mm -hmm. Because, as you said, the more that I can make time for me to be the healthiest me I can be, then I'm bringing the healthiest me to all those relationships. Hello. And that's better for everybody. That is better for everybody. And that is loving. Yeah. So discipline. What I'm walking away, even from this conversation with, is discipline as it relates to scheduling. I want to set some more discipline there. Um, we do not budget. I hate to even say this out loud, but like we don't do any budgeting. That's tough. D don't, don't judge. I'm not judging. I, budgeting <laughs> is also something that I constantly have to go back and forth to and adjust constantly. And, yes. and my wife expects me to do it because, you know, I got the business degree and... <laughs> Listen, can you do ours? I'm just playing. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to. <laughs> but like that that's one. Like yeah. I know I can do it, but I don't like to do it. And of course this week I was reminded that we have to do things that we don't like to do, right? That's just part of it. That's yeah. part of maturity. It's part of life. So the scheduling and the budgeting are two things that I'm gonna be more intentional with as it relates to discipline in my life. 
So intentional with. What does being intentional with that, what does forward movement look like being intentional with budgeting and scheduling? Um, number one, it's putting it back at the top of my priority list because I have, we have a list, right? Constantly shifting list. Constantly <laughs> shifting list. It has to be at the top of my list. I have to sit with both of those concepts and get up some understanding, get some clarity, get some revelation, and get a plan. Um, and then it's about implementation because I don't know what the schedule needs to look like. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not going to create something that's ultra rigid. That's just not the season that I'm in. I have two little babies. I have a husband. We have businesses. Um, and then as it relates to the budget is doing a little bit of research. What type of budget do I want to use? I want to use a paper budget. I love paper. My husband loves technology. Uh, which one are, is going to be our happy medium, right? Or could it be an app? So just some of that. What is the research that I need to do around the budget? Picking one that we like setting a day to actually get it done so that those are some action steps okay yeah what are you what are you walking away from this conversation with that there's positive ways to frame discipline even though the discipline may be calling me to things that I wouldn't naturally choose and think was awesome <laughs> Isn't that the truth? But there's good things in things that discipline us. I mean, if I were to say budget better than we currently do, and that's not to say I don't give it a good college try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and revisit it from time to time. But if, if I were to budget better, we'd probably have more of a, a vacation budget that we could take more trips and and do more of the self-care stuff that, mm. that would be helpful on, and have that baked into our regular rhythms more without having to go into savings or right. magically figure out how to move some stock money and hope, hope we made a little bit on, exactly. you, know, you know, finding the stuff that it's not there, um, without having to get a second job and, and manage all the things that come with that. Exactly. Uh, so managing resources is something I, I do feel called to do better. Um, and I do think that is and can be not just a life discipline, but a spiritual discipline to yeah. manage our resources well. That's one of the, the charges. I love that. Even you sharing that it's it's not a ne it's not a negative. Love and discipline, they go hand in hand. And I even feel more I even feel more challenged to um, even that with my baby. So I'm excited to yeah. sit with the, the concept of discipline. Yeah. I, I'm embracing it. Yeah, and I've never, I've never held discipline and love in the same conversation or even tried to equate the necessity of holding both of those. Yeah. Because when you bring love into discipline, mm. I think suddenly it's, it's easier to digest. Yes, it is. When you soak the discipline and whatever the spiritual discipline is, in love and have a loving intention behind it. Right. I feel like it's like a spoonful of sugar to to make the medicine go down, as Absolutely. Mary Poppins would say. I love that. Yeah. So I'm hopeful. I'm so thankful for this time and this space. Yeah. Me too. We don't often get to to do this live. I know. In person. 
So. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love and discipline. And that is going to be uh, my prayer. And I'm going to be praying with you as well. Yeah. Can't wait to see how that, how it shows up in your life. Yeah. Me as well. All right. Sign off for us. Guys, it has been an absolute pleasure. We cannot wait until our next one. Join us, comment, share, let us know what you think. Let us know what topics you would like us to kind of dive into. Um, And until the next time. Join the conversation at idiopod.com.